What's up, party people? Todd Tremonti here. Thanks for tuning in to the Dallas-Fort Worth Real Estate Weekly Podcast. We've got some bonus content for you today. I love that you're checking out our weekly real estate updates for the market here in Dallas-Fort Worth, but we love to get you some bonus interviews or educational content about the Dallas-Fort Worth area markets or things happening in the real estate world. So check out this bonus piece of content. Also check out all the other stuff we're doing over at Todd Tremonti Team. Dot com where you can find videos and podcasts and blogs and home search and property valuation and all sorts of fun stuff over there. TodTremontyTeam.com. Check out this bonus content and we'll be back with more very, very soon. So I flipped homes exclusively for two to three years. I was an agent for two years and a broker for 18. So what's the math on that? 22-ish years. It's changed. I would, I literally would say almost completely. Like there's almost nothing that should be done the same. Now, in reality, like some of the contracts are the same. I mean, they've evolved and they've grown, but like the basics are similar. The strategy, the approach, the mental, emotional, strategic approach should be, people are stuck. People are stuck doing this the way they were doing it. Last time they bought or sold, which for a lot of people was 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 15 years ago. So in the United States, real estate, the economy changed dramatically like 08, 9, 10, right? The Great Recession, the economic bust, the mortgage crisis, whatever you want to call it. Since then, we have basically had the same real estate market. But it started to change lately. It was starting to change in 2019. Then COVID just shot it up on a rocket ship and it went back to an extreme seller's market. Um, we are now seeing around the country some stabilization. We're seeing some areas slip a little bit into a true buyer's market. Most areas are stable or a slight seller's market, and there are still some extreme seller's market. What the heck does that mean? It means this is the first time in a long time that the market is different, and you should have a different approach, and you should have a different attitude, and you should have a different strategy. But people are still acting the way they were acting in 2005. The only real difference was in that 9, 10, 11 area, we had a significant buyer's market in some areas, a slight buyer's market in a lot of areas, and a flat market in some of the best areas. Other than that window, there is a generation or more of home buyers that are uh, not trusting real estate agents enough, that are trusting videos and images and technology way too much. Um, they are not seeing homes enough. They're not evaluating homes enough. Doesn't mean they're not seeing enough houses because you don't need to see a thousand houses if you view enough of them on the internet. Um, but the one that you want to buy, the one you want to make an offer on, people need to be way more thorough in their evaluation. Um, people are being unbelievably, excessively dependent on interest rates, whether low or high. People are way overspending because rates are low and unbelievably immobile and inactive because rates are high in their opinion. Things, these things should not be that rate dependent. Um, and then there's a bunch of other things. But if I was to dig into those things and talk about why they're harmful in, in, the, in the right now market, in the market that we many, many, many of us believe is coming soon, uh, it, would, it would be the following. For example... People do not trust real estate agents enough because real estate agents have not earned their trust. That sounds a little crazy, but the reality here is you need to find the rare real estate agent 
in your area, and there are great agents out there. They are probably less than 1% of all total real estate agents. We're talking full-time, dedicated, committed, educated, constantly improving, growing and learning and adjusting with the growing and learning and adjusting market as rates go up and populations change and jobs, job creators change and industries and areas and school districts and all those things are always changing. Part-time's not going to cut it. You need a full-time committed person that's growing and learning and committed to being dynamic and impactful and valuable for you. They are out there. They're rare. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, let's talk. But you need that and you need to be able to not only be like, hey, they'll do a good job, but to truthfully trust them. Like you would say, that's my attorney. I don't have a law degree. I trust him or her. You need to be able to do that with your real estate agent. I'm not watching real estate television and then asking you to do stuff for me. I'm asking you to lead and guide me. So you need to find someone like that that you can truly trust. This isn't about who gets the commission, which one of your realtor friends do you use? This is about who can you find that you can say, guide me and lead me. I will follow your expertise. And because of that, I expect and, and believe in a greater outcome and experience. So you got to find someone you can truly trust. Now, to talk about um, not viewing homes enough, not evaluating them enough. We've been through really, like I said, a generation other than that um, 8, 9, 10, 11, 9, 10, 11 blip um, of almost exclusively seller's markets, highly competitive environments to buy uh, with home values rising rapidly, sellers having most of the leverage, so you have this attitude, this, this belief that it is always this way, that buyers have to be in a real hurry, that buyers have to make impulsive decisions, that buyers have to give to sellers, that sellers don't do anything for buyers, um, and that buyers don't get the opportunity of a deep evaluation of the property. And while that can be the case at times in some ways, where we are today and where we are likely headed for a while is in a time where buyers need to be willing to pass up on a home if they are not able to fully evaluate it. Buyers need to tell their trusted real estate advisor, I want time to evaluate this home. We need to creatively get that for me or pass until I can get that. And buyers need to take more responsibility for what they are buying. A lot of people don't want to hear that, that they need to take more responsibility. They want to dump it all on the realtor, all on the inspector, all on the lender, or all on the seller. You should take this more seriously. And buyers need to adjust attitudes that even though we are still in many places in a market where sellers have a lot of leverage, you got to take more responsibility for that. And if you'll do that, you'll find yourself in a home you love, like, trust, and, and, and are better protected in. The other thing in that regard is that um, buyers need to be more critical or evaluative um, before they even start the process of buying. And that goes back to trusting the agent, not being so rate dependent. Um, it goes to a lot of things. But if you'll do that, you'll find yourself in homes you love. So on the interest rate dependence thing, let me give you two scenarios where it's really bad. When rates are really low and people are making interest rate driven decisions, they're buying based on rate, they're buying based on payment, they're buying based on deal, and they're often getting into a home that they don't love. And a year or two later, they don't even like, and they feel stuck to it because of rate. 
interest rates should not drive your life. It is a piece of the puzzle that you can change and adjust based on savings, based on price, based on condition, based on location, and lots of different things. You should not buy almost exclusively or exclusively because of rate. It is an important factor, but it should not be the driving factor. We see a lot of people getting hurt because of low rates. With high rates, we're seeing people that are being wildly inactive when they could otherwise have very favorable buying terms and get into great homes, but they're not doing that because they don't love the rate. It's not that rates are extraordinary and 20%. It's that they're not perfect. They're not what they once were. So people are allowing rates to delay great decisions where they could get into homes they would really, really love, but the payment they may not really, really love, but could tolerate until a later date or until repayment. So those are two scenarios where over-dependence on the rate is creating a significant problem. I'll touch one more time on the not evaluating homes enough. We talked about sort of the protection of yourself of evaluating homes, but also not evaluating homes and their potential enough. Um, I think there's a lot of folks that are settling for good enough is good enough. Now, there are scenarios where that is wise, by the way. For example, um, in a rapidly rising home value interest rate market, it is good to get into a home that is good enough that you could enjoy to participate in the growth of the market so that later you could leapfrog into the home of your dreams. But a lot of people are making really unwise choices with not evaluating enough of the reality of the market because they're stuck in this one market. Markets are always the same mentality. It's almost equivalent to this idea that the best negotiation strategy is always price high, offer low, meet in the middle. That's almost never the right strategy. So this idea that everyone's only way they know to buy or sell or negotiate or offer or price is based in what has basically been our market since 2011 and what has been the market for the vast majority of most current buyer sellers uh, lifetimes. And I know it's not all. Older generations, older folks have been through a couple of real cycles but there are 40-something-year-old, 50-something-year-old adults that have not seen a true natural cycle repeat itself in their home-buying lifetime because of the long, sustained period we've had outside of that uh, legitimate you know, move towards a buyer's market that happened in 8, 9, 10. I know there are people that were around for uh, a late 80s savings and loan bust or a tech bubble uh, of the late 90s. But from a real estate perspective, many, many, many people outside of 8, 9, 10, which is really 9, 10 or 9, 10 and 11, depending on where you live, have only been around, only bought and sold, especially if you didn't buy and sell during that period, in an upward price market, a low rate market, and a seller's leverage market. You've got to make those adjustments. You get to slow down before you speed up, find an agent you can trust, not be so rate dependent, plan ahead evaluate the home, think long-term, but also be selfish in an honest and legitimate way so that you get a home you can love. You can get a home you could be in for a long time if markets move. Uh, there are a lot of people as of the recording of this video that got into homes because of rates. Rates have moved now. They're highly reluctant to leave because of rates and they don't love their home. Many of them don't even like their home. So a lot going on, but if you don't adjust your approach to a new and changing market. And, and there are often micro markets, meaning 
Dallas-Fort Worth is a seller's market, but this little corner of this neighborhood is a total buyer's market. And if you're not aware of that and able to take advantage of buyer market terms as a buyer or make adjustments as a seller, you're going to get yourself in trouble. And we're seeing it more and more and more as the market has moved and buyer and seller strategies and sadly real estate agent strategies have not moved. We're seeing more people get more hurt. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we can help you customize a strategy to the actual market so that you can have actual wins. We'd love to do that. Our information's below. Any place else in the country, we can connect you to an agent that can do that for you there. Remember, the great ones are less than 1% of the whole industry. I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening, folks. Hopefully you're liking the bonus content that we're throwing out on the podcast. If you do, share it, like it, subscribe it, do all the things people do. Also, if there's anything else we can do for you or any of the resources we ever mention on the show, head over to ToddTremontiTeam.com, ToddTremontiTeam.com to find all the goodies we talk about here on the podcast or the radio show or the YouTube channel or any other place. ToddTremontiTeam.com. Thank you.